You're listening to the Below the Yellow Line podcast from the Hello, everybody. Hello, Welcome. hello. <laughs> Welcome to a new venture. We're going to see how this works. And even if this doesn't pan out, you still have this one glorious podcast episode to remember. Me and Emily are starting, or at least attempting, to start a podcast. We'll see how far this goes. Um, we have a, a tentative logo, a tentative name. I haven't even made an intro for this thing yet. Um, All tentative right now. <laughs> very. This is a very like tentative tents. thing. We, if you look up tentative in the dictionary right now, you will find our uh, our podcast's tentative logo. Um, <laughs> but what we are attempting to do is each week, it hopefully Emily can be on most weeks, but she actually has like a real job that takes a crap ton of effort and a real life, unlike I do. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can have her on Very most cool. weeks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hopefully we can have her on most weeks. Uh, just to discuss the Cup Series. We already discussed the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series and other means on uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to keep doing that, but Emily doesn't really watch a lot of that, and I feel like it'd be kind of unfair to her to, for me to just ramble on about those. And I also <laughs> don't want to take up too much of her time because I steal like an hour of it each week anyway. Um, so I do, I, I do really appreciate her being on this. Uh, so that... Um, that's the introduction. That's what we're kind of trying to do. Give each week like a 20, 25 minute rundown, breakdown of some some news stories from the week in the NASCAR Cup Series. Do a short uh, breakdown of the previous race and do a short preview of um, the next race. So we technically are one week late. Um, we did get to cover Daytona in, in person, at least together, not at the track, but together. Um, one week late technically on the podcast, but that's just how this worked because YouTube launched a thing where you can upload a podcast. And I said, hey, um, why not? So my radio voice isn't very good. It feels weird that none of our visuals are going to be up here. Um, so I can yeah. flail my arms around and look gross and, and you know, do whatever and not look entirely goofy in front of um, all 350 of you. It's um, kind of nice, isn't it? It is. It's nice. I've learned that as I started like calling into the show and instead of joining a video call, that like yeah. it's a lot easier to say, like, "Yeah, I'm ready whenever." I don't have to like be put together. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it. My face certainly doesn't Maybe belong in the room. Maybe so. podcasts know what they're doing. Exactly. They know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. All right. So. um this episode might be a little bit longer because I do want y'all, if this does end up hopefully panning out to be a long-term thing, I want you to know who we are. Hopefully, if you watch the YouTube channel, the YouTube videos, you already know kind of who we are. We're both very goofy people, both in front of a camcorder and in front of, uh, or in real life. Um, but for um, Emily, I'm going to let you start because you are technically wait, the wait. guest here. Um, when did you know you my life story? What? Yeah, tell, you your story. Story? tell, tell, tell your NASCAR story. Tell your name. Well, you mean like say who, who I am? Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead and do that. Too. Okay. I'll, I'll say, say who, who I am, and I'll, I'll tell, tell you my NASCAR story. story. <laughs> Both very interesting. So, I am Emily. I am Samuel's, Samuel's cousin. cousin. His, His favorite, favorite cousin, cousin, obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, uh, see, eager, laughing, and ingredients. Um, his much, much older cousin. That is very true. I am an adult. 
that is um, true. So, so my, my NASCAR story begins a long time ago. We're, we're going to go, go back, back about 15, 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. Something that, that, that many years. years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> aged. Um, I was a child. Very young. I don't, I don't know how old. Senior you will probably know the year more likely than me. Where my, my older sister was in NASCAR. And I got to go to my very first and only, um, only, yeah, only NASCAR race um, at Talladega. Um, I remember watching cars race. I remember eating food. I remember walking a lot. And that's about it. Um, Casey Kane fan at the time just because that's what I knew. Yeah. Um, not, I didn't really care. I just went to the race, right? Because my family went. Yeah. Fast forward, you know. 15 years from then, 2020, and I had been watching some NASCAR here and there. Samuel always kind of been into it in stages, and, you know, go Dale, Samuel, in this cute little uniform. That you, Samuel, if you haven't shown your viewers I don't your little racing right. outfit, you should, I because should. that's really going to look good. Samuel, as a toddler, like, had this adorable little racing suit that he wore around everywhere. Sure did. And he wore it well beyond the years it fit. Sure did. Um... And, yeah, yeah he, he was, was dedicated. dedicated. Anyway, so Samuel cared, so, you know, that had us on the ground pushing race cars with him. Um, and then that was before 2020, though, so, yes. so people know. But in 2020, when he kind of got started, around, but. he kind of, you know, I don't know what year did you start this whole journey. I guess you'll share that in a minute. But anyways, um, and at least in 2020, we were at home. Samuel had come to visit. And we really um, did a lot of racing on uh, video games. Mm -hmm. And that's when we kicked it off and getting to do some races together. And Samuel won race was like, you have to pick a person. Like, pick a person to go for. Like, we're having a competition here. Your person wins. And I sort of watched, like, the pre-race show he had on. And I'm like, Denny? Yeah. Because I think he was one of the picks for the race. Well, guess who freaking won? Diddy, yeah. right? Right. And so, that kind of was like my thing. thing. I'm, I'm like, Diddy. And, and then I found out like Diddy was kind of a not a great person. person. <laughs> Sorry. And I was still like, whatever, Diddy. I'm just sticking with it at this point. So, Diddy's my man. That Never give up on him. Yep. Got a, I'm holding out hope. It's been yeah. three years now. I'm going to go for him. This makes so sound like a, a total nerd. I the first part that I know you're talking about. I think that race you went to. I think either mm -hmm. you or Molly gave me a program from it that I unfortunately uh -huh. lost. Um, I think I want to say that was the 2005 spring race. Okay, um, I was 12 or almost yes. 12. I believe I want to say Jeff my Gordon TV. won it. Okay. Um, I think Jeff Gordon that might have been his fourth oh, yes. Talladega win. And I think that was the race that he got that he got beer cans thrown at him because he beat Dale Jr. And whenever you oh. meet Dale Jr. at Talladega, um, as someone who has been to a race at Talladega as a junior fan, where junior finished second, you get booed. Um, <laughs> so I, I, uh, that's a pretty, pretty funny, pretty funny moment. Um, as for me, everything Emily just said is completely true. Um, I think when I was <laughs> like five or six or something, I, I got into it. I loved the movie Cars. Didn't care about NASCAR till I was about five or six. Uh, found sure. out that the king Richard Petty was like a real life historical person who drove in circles at dangerously high speeds for a living, and I said, "Hey, that's pretty cool. 
I'm going to spend three hours in front of a television each week watching these guys do this. And um, if I remember correctly, the first race I watched on TV was the 2013 Daytona 500, which wasn't a very good race, but I did not care. Um, <laughs> it was incredible to me. Uh, I became fascinated. The first race I went to, y'all aren't going to believe the story, I fell asleep at. I, uh, <laughs> I fell asleep at a NASCAR race, and I think we were in like the ninth or tenth row of seats. Um, and I somehow fell asleep. Um, and at a short track, it, we went to Richmond. That was my first race. We went to Richmond. And at a short yeah, track, lived nearby at the time. we did, yeah. And uh, at a short track like that, the sound is more reverberated because it's, you know, tighter corners, tighter, um, you know, it, it's reverberated off the concrete, off the walls. And so it's even louder than, than a normal race. And I still fell asleep in like the eighth or ninth row of bleachers. Um, I love my experience there. It was a great time. Uh, Richmond Raceway Pizza is pretty good as far as stadium pizza goes. Um, I remember, I, I remember, I don't remember a ton. I remember I did get in trouble with my mom because for whatever reason I booed like every driver during driver intros aside from Dale Jr. And she didn't really <laughs> like that. She's um, like, yeah, good um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really boo. I, I'm mature. I don't boo anyone now. I don't really have anybody that I dislike oh, I or do. hate. I'm not mature. Um, I do boo people. people. <laughs> Yes, you do, especially Kyle Busch. Um, yes, I don't, I don't like him. Especially Kyle Busch. But, um, yeah, I went to that race, had a blast, fell asleep. I missed the green-white checker finish. I missed, like, the last 30 laps. I was out cold. That's why when your mom tells you to take a nap, you take a nap because you will miss the last 30 laps. It was a great race. Kevin Harvick won that race. He passed Jeff Burton, laid on the green-white checker. Uh, Dale Jr. finished 10th. That's when I really became a junior fan because, hey, he's the most popular guy, so – you know, might as well roll on with the bandwagon. Um, right. 2014, went to my second race, went to the fall race at Talladega. Uh, that forever will be my favorite NASCAR race of all time. Um, not because Dale Jr. won, but because I just I had, a, I had the time of my life. Um, we stayed with some really good people. We were able to get pit road passes. I, I was able to sign the start-finish line. Um, me and my dad signed the start-finish line. Um, we walked up and down pit road. Um, I was wearing my driver's suit that day. There's pictures of me, um, like shaking some, some older ladies' hands on the grid because they were playing, you know, they were playing along with the act that I was, you know, I was Dale Earnhardt Jr. and all that. Um, so props to them for doing that. Um, apologies for your taps in the background. Um, but so that's where, that's where that started. Um, that was a great race. Dale Jr. wrecked out, unfortunately. Next year, went back to Talladega. I was full in, full on fandom. Um, that is a race. Again, I love all three races that I've attended just because of the nostalgia of being there. I can't wait to get back to a racetrack one day. Um, I had some great funnel cake that day. Talladega funnel cake is the best funnel cake I might have ever had. Um, but Dale Jr. lost that race by inches. If he won it, he would have been in the round of eight in the playoffs. Uh, he missed out on the round of eight in the playoffs by about four inches. And, um, until my dad still, he remembers that. That's why he, whenever I tell him like Joey Logano won or Joey Logano's in the lead, he'll like, he'll, he'll scoff or, you know, do something. I don't, I don't really mind Joey Logano anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But I was an irrational and emotional young child when that race happened. And I was still very sad um, at that result, but I got over it anyway. So um, kept watching, really didn't watch in 2018 and 2019, junior retired. I just didn't really care for it. And then right before the 2020 Daytona 500, for whatever reason, um, 
I got back into it and I watched mm-hmm. the 2020 Daytona 500. I watched in shock and horror as Ryan Newman nearly died right in front of our eyes. And, and then, uh, it's a shame, right? As I was really getting back into it, COVID hit. So then we were without it for about two months. Um, but ever since then I've been in a, in a frenzy, you know, I, I just been probably more into it than I even was when I was younger. So, um, I'm very happy that I did get back into it because it's just, it's become such a big part of me over the past few years. Um, and I'm glad I dragged Emily into it along with me. <laughs> it is fun to have someone to watch with. It is. It, it is. Um, so yeah, that's my story. Um, I definitely rambled way too long about that, but started this channel. Um, I, I made the account in 2019, didn't post anything until 2020. And then it, it took off. Um, on May 4th of last year, we had 175 subscribers. Um, we have now exactly doubled that less than uh, a little over nine months later, less than 10 months later, we have doubled that to 350. And I thank each and every one of y'all for that. It's, it's a small audience. I know that. I know I make too much of a deal out of it probably, but it really does mean a lot that 350 people um, at least watched a piece of my content and said, hey, this is good enough where I'm going to click that button. Um, so I do really appreciate that. I truly really believe you have such more of a reach than that, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. have so, so many videos with great views on them that have had such a wide audience. audience. So that's, that's pretty, pretty incredible. incredible. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. So real quick, you're going to hear a quick break in the audio. I'm going to end this specific recording uh, just so my editor can keep up later. And then we will get into the actual stuff, the actual substance, the meat um, of the plate here on what we're going to talk about on the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Okay, now it's it's time for the meat and potatoes section of the podcast, the stuff that we are actually going to be discussing, the stuff that uh, is no longer our, our life stories. Um, so we're going to have a few sections on here. Uh, we're going to go through quickly um, some some news of the week. Uh, we're going to go through the weather forecast for the Cup Series um, because this is a, a Cup Series-centric podcast. Uh, we're going to look in the mirror at the previous week's race. We're going to look out the windshield to the next week's race. We're also going to throw it back each week to a race at that previous race at the track we're going to. Um, and look back at a historical moment from that race and then give our final thoughts um, overall. So we're going to go ahead and start with what I'm going to call the the stop-and-go news desk. We're just going to run through these stories in about a minute or so. Um, I'm not going to talk in depth about all these, but just some, some uh, like a SparkNotes version um, of all these. So I'm going to start with some news about the Daytona 500 this past week. The, the 2023 Daytona 500 got 8.81 million viewers on Fox, uh, so basically 8.2. It's down a little bit from last year. Um, not great numbers, not not terrible. Um, I think we can definitely do better on that, but um, I know a lot of people were without Fox, uh, us being one of them, uh, but streaming numbers were also the highest they, they have ever been for the Daytona 500, so that's good. Um, 2311 Racing wants to expand to possibly three or four cars in the near future. Um, cars are expensive, but um, they're earning a lot of money in advertising deals and stuff like right, stuff like that right now. So we'll see if they can do that. Lucas Oil will be on Kyle Busch's car this weekend at Fontana 
it, uh, it's a pretty nice paint scheme, actually. Um, and Bristol Motor Speedway announced today that they have completed uh, putting dirt on the track, so it is all ready for the Easter weekend race. So, Emily, there's not a ton of substance in, in all those stories, but um, of any of them, um, you know, what, what's one that, that you think, I guess, has the most intriguing story, I guess, um, or anything like that? Can you say that again? Out of all those stories I just mentioned, again, you know, there, there's not a, a ton of, uh, you know, meat, meat on the bones. I'm not a, a ton of great stuff to talk about. But um, of any of those stories, that the Daytona 500 TV ratings, the uh, 2311 considering expansion, um, Bristol finally having dirt on it, and Kyle Busch getting Lucas Oil to sponsor his car this weekend. What, what story are you, are, are you, I guess, looking at the most? There's not a ton to talk Listen, about with any of those, but any, um, anything involving Kyle Busch, like bring, bring the, the drama. drama. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm sorry. Anyone wants to sponsor him. him. <laughs> well, Eminem's clearly, clearly didn't want it back. I literally, last week, I asked Samuel, I'm like, what is that? Like, what, what is, is that orange car? car? I'm, I'm like, like, I did, I did not, not get it. it. Yeah. It's marijuana, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's marijuana. Um, Eminem, Eminem marijuana. marijuana. Let's, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you went from one of the most family-friendly sponsors you can possibly have to one of the least family-friendly sponsors you can possibly have. Um, we're going to now look at what I'm calling the Whelan Weather Garage. No, we are not sponsored by uh, Whelan. Um, I think they do like lights and stuff for tracks. We're not sponsored by them. It's it's wheeling like wheeling, but without the G because we're rednecks. Uh, we're gonna look at the weather uh, for the race weekend. Um, this is actually probably gonna come out Saturday, uh, but for today, for Saturday, um, the weather's not looking very good. It's not really looking great all weekend. I actually took these earlier, um, and now it's is looking it a little, little worse. There is a one hundred percent chance of rain on is Saturday. Um, in Southern California, um, they're getting blizzard warnings for the first time forever. There's not going to be much accumulation, if any, but there's a possibility both tomorrow and Sunday for some light snow. Um, it is a high of 43 and a low of 37 for Saturday. It is likely we do not get any track activity in tomorrow. Um, a lot of people were saying the Xfinity race would likely be moved to Sunday night, um, because it's, you know, Practice won't happen. Qualifying, the lineups are going to be set by the rule book. Weather's looking pretty crappy. On Sunday, earlier, it said it'd be partly cloudy. Now it says it might rain more. The biggest rain chance I'm seeing for Sunday is 62%. That is at 12 a.m. on Sunday, or, you know, very early Sunday morning. Hopefully, it's, you know, it's sporadic. It's the highest it gets after that is around 40%. Hopefully, they're able to dry off the track in time where we can get the cup race run on time, the Xfinity race in after that. California does have lights. Um, so we, you know, if we need to run at night, we can run at night. So yeah, the weather, it's, it's not looking great, but you know, sometimes mother nature won't cooperate and that's just, it's just how it is. It's reality. It is unfortunately reality. Uh, now we're going to look in the mirror. We're going to look back at the Daytona 500, a, um, a pretty good Daytona 500. Um, racing was solid, became a little bit of a, a crapshoot there at the end, as Daytona and Talladega tend to be. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 
takes home the win, his third Cup Series career win, his first win since 2018 uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. I literally was like, who, what, where won? <laughs> yeah, he has been a very obscure figure for the past uh -huh. few years, for sure. So, um, Emily, what is what is your biggest takeaway from the Daytona 500? I mean, you, you just, just really, really never know whatever's going to happen. Mm -mm. I mean, obviously, obviously that's true. true. My, My biggest takeaway was, was I have not seen a race, race lately. That was so, so like lame sauce until the end, and then it was like, oh my gosh, can we do that some more? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It, the racing was solid, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Especially I want to see him crash. I just, I, I do. do. I, I want to see him crash. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame. You. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't um, want to see him get hurt. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I want I that. that. There's some entertaining wrecks. Yeah. Um, I thought the racing was a little worse than last year. There was like, there's no three wide action with this new super speedway package. There's a lot more side by side, but it's definitely harder to pass. Um, there's no more three wide, unfortunately, or not much of it. Um, the racing was all right. Guys started getting, you know, really impatient towards the end. And if Daniel Suarez doesn't spin, an RCR car likely wins that race. Probably Kyle Busch wins that race. Um, I know you won't like that, Emily, but it's probably Is he gonna win this week? Uh, no, no, he probably wins Daytona. Um, if Suarez doesn't spin with like what three, two to go, something like that, and causes uh causes those like green white yeah. checkers. He may he, he's won at California four times before. He may win there for a fifth time this weekend. It's pretty possible. Yeah. You need you need to prepare yourself for the possibility. Yeah. I don't I like, like it, it, but whatever. <laughs> um get last. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, he was halfway there last week. So. Yeah, he was very true. Um, the big story, I mean, obviously, Stenhouse makes the playoffs. Um, congrats to him. Will he be one of the 16 most deserving drivers to make the playoffs this year? I would bet not. Unlikely. But, uh, he could surprise us. You never know. Um, he's, he's like, like I'm, I'm locked in, babes. Like, like, let's go. Yeah. He has basically 25 test sessions um, for the playoffs, especially at tracks like Darlington, Kansas, Talladega, Martinsville, um, you know, that we are going to see in the playoffs. Um, so that, that's big. That's, you know, that was a big factor in how Jimmy Johnson was so dominant in the mid-2000s because he would get locked into the playoffs early. You know, winning in wasn't a thing back then, but he would just run so well that he would get locked in. He'd get in a spot where he was, you know, basically no chance of missing and then he and Chad Knauss would just engineer the crap out of his cars and figure out, you know, what was going to work later in the year. And then they turned it on come playoff time. Um, so we'll see if, if the 47 team is able to do that. Um, so, Emily, I know we already did this in the pre-race show, which, which went up today, went up Friday. So you should definitely go check out that on the YouTube channel. Um, although all the pre- and post-race shows and stat tracking is up in, in YouTube podcast form as well. Uh, and they all will be, um, so you can go check those out uh, in that form as well if you wish. Um, I know we already kind of gave our, our win picks and previewed Fontana, but why not do it again for the podcast? So um, go ahead, Emily, and give your, um, aside from Denny Hamlin, mm -hmm. go ahead and give both your pole position and your race win pick for the Paula Casino 400 at Auto Club. So here's the issue. I like to just throw out my picks and just like go with my gut. 
And I don't, I don't remember, remember what I said. It's, it's been, been like, like almost a whole week since post race. It's very true. And I'm, I'm probably about to throw out some totally rogue. rogue. Because I don't even remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Bowman. He ran a good, good race. Yeah. Um, obviously, Denny. Obviously. Um, Jimmy's not running this one. Or, like, like I'd be like, like yeah. yeah. Like, we're, he's, he's got, got a few races, races and he's, he's going to win one. one. I'm convinced. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? I was, was kind of surprised, surprised Elliot was so far back this time. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's going to, like, pull it together. together. Maybe so. Rain will here last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We Could see. be Larson. Larson. Maybe. Mm. Here last year. Maybe even that crazy, crazy guy, no reaction. Wendy's man. Oh, my gosh. Maybe Wendy's he'll come together. Wendy's guy with the big hat. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll eat a burger before the race. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so, the chicken nuggets. Uh, <laughs> um... I, I just don't. I can't get behind Wendy's. Honestly, I just can't do it. Um, my more pick, McDonald's cut girl when I want junk food. My my poll pick. Um, I think it was Christopher Bell. I mistakenly said that he won the poll here last year. He did not. That was Austin Cindric. But Bell won. I think four or five polls last year. I think he's going to win the poll. But I think right now, uh, people said this last year about um, Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson, in the nineteen. They said. They're the best team in the garage right now. Nobody can beat them. And while in the end, Joey Lagana won the championship, I think it's fair to say that overall last year, the nine car was the best team. The nine, the nine team was the best team. Uh -huh. um, with winning the championship, with running so well in LA, with um, finishing, you know, coming within inches of winning his second great American race, I think that 22 team right now can be considered the best one in the garage. They have the momentum. Um, they had the championship swag. They got, you know, the vibes are up for, for Roger Penske, Joey Logano, and, and that whole 22 crew right now. Uh, he is my win pick. I think he's going to go ahead, lock himself into the playoffs early at Fontana. Um, I mean to do this on pre-race shows, but I'm kind of out of my element here. So I, um, I'm going to do it on the podcast and this will finish up this segment before we go into the last little bit here. Um, I'm going to share my fantasy team. Um, I'm not going to call this fantasy advice because um, I'm not like a professional. I'm just going to pick the guys that I think are going to, you know, run up front. So for my starters this weekend in Fontana, California, I have Chase Elliott. I have Denny Hamlin. I have Alex Bowman. I have Joey Logano and I have Ryan Blaney in my garage. I have Kyle Larson. Um, I'll okay. see if they do get to qualify based on where he qualifies. I might put Kyle Busch in there for some other people. We will have to see. For the head-to-head -head matchups this week, I'm going to go ahead. I'm actually picking these. I didn't have them already pre-picked. I'm picking these live on podcast. I'm going to go ahead and pick A.J. Allmendinger over Ricky Stenhouse. I'm going to go ahead and pick Eric Jones over Austin Dillon. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Alex Bowman over Tyler Reddick. And I am going to pick... Um, I'm going to pick Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott. So those are my fantasy picks. Um, again, not fantasy advice, just my fantasy picks. So I'm going to end this specific recording. It'll be like a one second break for y'all. And then we'll get into the last couple parts of below the yellow line. Final couple things here real quickly. We're just going to throw it back. Y'all can go watch this race or read articles about it. Uh, but just kind of want to plant the seed in your minds it will have been not exactly 26 years because they ran it in the summer, 
Um, but over 25 years since the first NASCAR Cup Series race in Fontana, California, in 1997, June of 1997, um, Jeff Gordon won that race en route to what number championship was that for him? That was number that was his second championship. He was that was the first year of when he went back to back in 97 and 98. The California kid won his first race uh, or won the first race at California. That was when like 35 or something for him when he went on that just ridiculous tear. I uh, just wanted to touch um, on that. If, if this really is the final Auto Club weekend on the original configuration, that's that's something to think about. Um, and now, Emily, it is time for final thoughts. So, any thoughts about anything we discussed the 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 first race at California, the the, uh, the 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 new track, what they should do with that, the Daytona 500, any of the news we discussed, and the race this weekend, the weather this weekend, any final thoughts um, on any of that? I mean, I, mean, I think, think at, at the, the end of the day, I'm just excited to see what's about to happen with tracks, with drivers, and it's like, it just, I feel pumped up. It's like beginning of the season, awesome. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. And last year's race at California was a great race. Um, I'm hoping they put on a, another great show um, for the last time they're there. Hopefully the weather cooperates and we're at least able to run uh, one race on, on Sunday. I'm really interested to see where NASCAR does put the Xfinity Series race um, in the very likely event that it does get rained out tomorrow. Um, you know, will they put it on on Sunday night and hope you know have a cool like doubleheader kind of thing? Hey, Cup Series race, why not stay for the Xfinity race as well? Or I feel like the more likely option, which doesn't make as much sense, but I feel like they just might do it just so the Cup Series is the main. You know, that's the thing everybody goes home talking about. Um. So the awkward situation they're in here is that 3.30 Eastern time is 12.30 California time. That's the mm -hmm. constraint they're working with here. And if they want to comfortably get the Xfinity race in, um, have the track all dry and everything to start that, uh, and have it where, hey, if there's a rain delay or if there's a lot of cautions, 9 a.m. local time would probably be the time, the earliest as well as the latest they could start that. Um, it, you know, just, just based on everything. I feel like that's what they'll do, um, which I don't like. I just feel like they're trending toward making that decision with what I've seen. Um, you, know, I, you know, I want them to run it at night. That'd be so cool to go right from a cup race to go right into to go right from a cup race to go right into it in an Xfinity race. Get two races on one evening, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, anyway. Thank you. I really hope this works. If it doesn't, Emily, it's been a pleasure just talking to you on a Google Meet for 40 minutes. Um, but hopefully if it does work, um, I hope you enjoy our first podcast episode. I hope we can do this for, for the rest of the season and, and you know, for who knows how long. But uh, been a lot of fun. Thank you all for supporting yeah, the podcast, the YouTube exciting. channel. I hope that um, others enjoy listening. Exactly. Um, I'm hoping to put this out on at least one other podcast platform and, and also obviously on, on YouTube in both podcast and video form. Um, there's not going to be much to look at. It's going to be a black screen with maybe our logo on it, but you can hear that's us. Okay. So that's pretty neat. Um, and yeah, thank you all so much for watching. Something new, a new venture, a new beginning. Exactly. It's a new venture. And, and again, this sounds corny and cheesy because it almost sounds like I'm overreacting to a very small audience, but I do mean it when I say it means a lot to have 350 of y'all. Um, it could be 350 or three. 
1,500 and every person would still matter. Exactly. Like, I, you know, I really do appreciate every single view, comment, like, dislike, because at least it shows that in some way people saw something I made and at least had an opinion on it. You know, I'd rather someone have a negative opinion of it than just think it's blah and drab. So um, I really do appreciate each and every one of y'all that, that take the time out of your lives to watch or listen or interact in any way with anything I post because it, you know, it's, it's really cool for me to, to cover the sport that I love and, in, in, in you know, my, my own way, um, which is great. So thank you all for watching, listening. Um, Emily, I guess for the people watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and lead us out like you always do. All right. Well, I'm not sure how to do this with a podcast. Should I change it up? Do we still like and subscribe? I know we still subscribe. I think you still like and subscribe. Can you comment? Um, yeah, you should be able to. And if At you're here on, on the YouTube podcast platform, if you can rate us, leave well, us five stars. Yes, go leave to us the a YouTube rating, channel. Because rating, we, you know, we comment. really do appreciate it. Absolutely. We want to hear from you, but most importantly, subscribe so that you can hear from us more to come. Exactly. Exactly. Emily, hopefully we can do a post-race show Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Absolutely. Hopefully there's a race to talk about. Exactly. We might have two to talk about in one day, which would be, oh, that'd be an experience for sure. Um, and yeah, I don't know why I just did that voice. Anyway, goodbye, y'all. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Um, See you next time. Bye.